1: If I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action, that's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today.
0: All right, Joey, I got to tell you about a meeting I just had. I think it so applies to today's conversation, which is, is the stock market crashing and what should I do now? Okay. Yeah, tell me more. Hey, it's not everybody asking that question like everybody. It's going down. It's going down every single week. And now I'm starting to get nervous. I've ridden this, you know, 12, 12 year run on the market, living on the government's back, right? All this money they've been pumping into the system for so long, and it's like, oh, this is great. It's the sugar high, right? Kids in the back seat, just ee- ee- ee. <laughs> I mean, that's what we've been on. Now everybody else is like, "Oh, we're in a great economy," except like, no, we're not really. That's not. The, this is that what's happening. It's just play money in the market that's made it go up, and now it's like, "Oh, we're coming off that sugar high, right?" We're we're at that crash now. The kid is going berserko, and we're trying to figure out how do we get off that roller coaster. Absolutely. I just had just had a conversation with somebody. It was actually two guys that they were in their early seventies. And the question was, man, we've been invested in the stock market for so long and we're watching our accounts just dive. We're trying to figure out what are other people doing? And I was like, you know, well, I mean, people are doing lots of things and you know, our company does two specific things. One, we help people, with preservation. We help people who are looking for a place to store cash, get into position of safety, and look for opportunities. And we talk about that all day, every day with the IBC, right, Joe? That's right. And the second place that we help people is who have maybe more money than time, who are looking for financial security, who are looking to be better investors, and who are looking to invest in places outside of Wall Street. So they want to join a mastermind group of people who are learning about how opportunities work so that they can be better investors, and then they can find opportunities and go invest in those deals.
1: That's right. So you have to be an active, engaged investor in order for that to happen, right? Which is what
0: the question I asked. I said, let me ask you up to this point. How involved have you been in your investing? And what do they say? They said, you know, we have advisors and, you know, there's a partnership that we have. And I was like, oh, cool. Tell me about a partnership. What does that look like? Well, you know, my advisor brings me deals and ideas and I just tell him which ones are the ones I want to work with. I was like, oh, sounds good. Perfect. I was like, what sort of things do they bring you? Oh, stocks, mutual funds, ETFs. That sounds like Wall Street. He's like, yeah. (laughs) And I'm. You know, and they're like, you yeah, know, we're worried about Wall Street. We're worried that, you know, it's it's going to lose a nail pretty soon. You know I'm <laughs> <like>? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, he- he- here's the thing is that we don't bring investments to people. We're not investment advisors. We we got rid of all those designations a long time ago. But what we do have is an opportunity to learn how to be good investors because Robert Kiyosaki says, there's no good about investments. There's only good about investors. And they were like, well, I kind of worry that we're bad investors. I was like, <laughs> Well, that's okay. Like, here's an opportunity. Here's how you find out about this. Not only can you be a part of this group, but you can also be in a group of really solid investors, right? People who have excelled at, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars of levels in business who are in this group participating that you get to get their experience. You get to level up off somebody who's done deals that you've never even heard of. And you can find out what are the questions that you should be asking, right? Maybe through this, you can ask your advisor better questions whenever they start bringing you these deals. Maybe you learn things that will help you in those conversations that would help you avoid making mistakes and help you find ways to win.
1: That's right. And and what you're talking about, Russ, is our accredited investors-only group, the Passive Income Mastermind, we effectively call the Club 200. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash club 200 to learn about how you could possibly apply to be a part of this. Now, okay. How did it end? How did the conversation end?
0: Well, I just gave them the link. I said, just like you just gave, I gave them the club 200 link and said, here, you can look at applying to come uh, and be a part of the mastermind or, and, or if you want to get like your foot in the door, come to our retreat they're having in May and we're going to be there. We're going to have the same sort of people who talk in our, our monthly, uh, meetings within our group are going to be at this retreat, and you can hear from the guy who who does over hundred million dollars in syndications. You can hear from the guy who's helping El Salvador turn their currency to Bitcoin. You can hear from the guy who who does land flipping and has helped us bring in over almost fifteen thousand dollars a month and growing in cash flow from the land investing side. I was like these are the opportunities that you get get to rub shoulders with. Come
1: be a part of that. So and it, this is wealth without. Wall Street. Right? And just as we talked about in this episode, we talk about is the market crashing? Is the market the, still the best place to invest regardless of it crashing, which we've already said no, right? I'll go ahead and just, you know, spoiler <laughs> alert. And then lastly, where are other people having success outside of Wall Street? And I think that's what you did for them. Like you you kind of exposed them to the alternative that unfortunately people know in their gut there has to be something else. That's Nobody right. can just build their financial future on this sinking sand. And, and that's what we're all about. Wealth without wall street. Uh, man, Russ, thanks for sharing that conversation. And, and thank you for joining us. I, I to be honest, I think we need to just go ahead and jump into this episode, not take any further time. Let's step up to the table
2: and, and belly out. And belly out.
0: Welcome into the Financial Freedom Roundtable, where each week we break down complex financial topics so that you can more easily understand them, and more importantly, take action on your path to becoming financially free. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. Grateful to have you in the room. I'm Russ Morgan. They call me the idea guy, mostly because lack of follow guy didn't sound as cool to me. But enough about me. Let me get to my co-host, the man I would like to refer to as the Italian stallion. He's got the license plate covered to prove it, Mr. Giro Amiré. Stallion, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Russ. Uh, It's a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day, but the sky's not falling. But some may say that the stock market is falling. And they're going to ask that question. If it's crashing, what should I do?
1: Now, hey, Russ, could you please keep the obscenities to a minimum on the show today? Right? Please don't use that word as much as you can, okay? Stock market?
0: Stock market? (laughs) Earmuffs, everyone, earmuffs. Uh, we're talking oh, about stock market. Just, today is Wall Street. We're talking Wall Street, Joey.
1: All right. Just this one time, I'll do it. But man, it hurts it hurts my heart a little bit. Can you build wealth with Wall Street? That's what I want to know. The answer is no. <laughs>
0: Immediately, Immediately knows. no. Immediately no. That's what our friend would say. Well, why is this important today, Stian? Why Why would we bring up
1: this topic? Well, I think it's important because... This is the reality when you invest in the market. You have to be asking this question all the time, right? This is the fear that of not being in control that you have to be answering this question all the time. And, and I think it's a reason why we don't go this way, but I think it will definitely be important for us to talk about because people need to know that there's an alternate way to to do things.
0: All right, so there, and I want to discuss this during our conversation today. There's, I was looking this up. There's, they define a bear market or the characteristics of a bear market as these three things. One, stock prices are declining, marked by as much as a 20% decline over the previous two months, okay? From its previous highs. Two, investors often feel panic and pessimistic. And three, oftentimes the general economy of the country or the economic outlook isn't good. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna I want to break those down in a second as we get into some other conversations. But I know thankfully it's not just you and me sitting here trying to bring this together. We've got yes. some of the we've got some of the greatest coaches in the nation. To my left, I got the man that I like to refer to as the true financial Sherlock Holmes of our day. No problem too difficult to solve if I'd only known him earlier. I would have been so much richer. Said everybody, Mr. Downtown Ernie Brown. Nice to see you, Ern.
2: Nice to be seen. And to be honest, I don't know how much value I'll I'll be able to give today. But one thing I can give, this is just a just a free tip. If you eat lunch and then record a podcast right after and you're in a slump, decaf coffee is not the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Pro tip for the day. Why
0: decaf coffee? Like, that's the thing. That's the question. I've never, I'm not a coffee guy, but if I'm going to go coffee decaf, that to me is like drinking a non-alcoholic beer.
2: Yes. Please don't. Why, why decaf? I, I can't answer the why non-alcoholic beer, but why decaf? I right. like to drink coffee all day long and I don't drink it for the caffeine. So for me, it's just one less thing. You drink it for its rich taste or? For its warmth. My, exactly, my little, my little mug of comfort with me. Gives you like a <laughs> one of those like
0: warming blankets or something, like a <laughs> this little little water bottles, water bottles that you can heat up or something.
1: Yeah, I love to see Ernie doing some meetings with clients in a snuggie. <laughs> that would be awesome. I have a snuggie
0: in the
2: house.
1: Oh man. I have a
0: Speaking of Snuggies, let's get to the retiree of the group. I know this guy's got to have one, right? Everyone who's ever retired has gotten a Snuggie as a retirement gift. If he hasn't, we need to get him one. Mr. Catch Me If You Can, when he's not killing bears with his bare hands or spear diving for tuna, he's dropping gold nuggets right here. The one and only Mr. Mark
3: Hargucci. Welcome, Mark. Afternoon, everybody. Well, On the point of the Snuggie, uh, I, I tried to plead my case for a Snuggie. But I was shot down by my fiance. She said no, 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 no. immediately uh, no. Yeah, well, In- a snuggie In- is
0: a is a one person item. She's like, no, we get married, bro. We're gonna like double <laughs> down. We got like, a, we're gonna have a shareable item here.
3: I'm like, well, I think they have extra large snuggies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that does it work? What, are you gonna put like a left arm, right arm? Like who get like? How do you figure that out?
3: Hey, they
2: make it. They, they, that, that exists. The, the solution snuggie? is to bring the Snuggie into the into the marriage before uh, the marriage. Uh, so mm. she my, has no, no choice. She has to accept all things. It's I don't know where my Snuggie for is. For
0: better, for worse, for richer, for poor, for
2: snuggier, or no Snuggie? It, it's been hidden. I don't know where it is, but I know that it's still here. <laughs> all right. I want to come back to this. I
0: brought this up a second ago. There's three characteristics of a bear market, and I, I want to break these down. So – stock prices are declining marked by as much as a 20% decline. All right. Do you guys have any idea from January to March of 2022, what the
2: market was doing?
0: Out of chance. Earn.
2: Yeah. I, I know. I know we're down a little bit, been on some meetings and uh, what's, some a gu- what's a gut
0: feeling without looking at my notes. What's a gut feeling of what you think the market has been doing over the last couple of months. And everybody that's listening uh, on, on, in the chat live, put, just throw, throw a number inside the, in the chat. I'm just interested for you. What do you think, Mark? Somebody throw, throw it out. It's, it's easy. Come on.
3: Well, I I'd say it's definitely well, at least 10% because I, I know this because from the time we decided to liquidate uh, my fiance's uh, retirement account to the day that it actually liquidated, uh, there was a, at least a 10% evaporation. All right. Wow. That, that, that
0: didn't hurt. How about
3: you, Joe?
1: Yeah. I I have no idea. I'm going to say maybe 8%. Okay. Decline. I think, I think right. it's definitely going down because people are not happy right now.
2: Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I'll just read some of these comments in our, in our little chat here. We got a 40%. We got a 33%. We got a 25%. We got a 14.4%. 14. 4, 14. Nice. That's very precise.
0: Well, so it depends on which index you're following, right? So mm-hmm. we have three different types of indexes that most people will follow. The NYSC, right? The top 500 stocks. Then you have the Dow, right? Which is what the top 30. And then you have the NASDAQ, which are going to be the tech stocks. So in the top two categories, which, which is what most people follow, they're down about 13%. Now, Joey, I'm, I'm going to do some fast math here. I was looking at the the NASDAQ, which a lot of, the stuff that you may follow is that tech stuff, right? Cause that seems to be the most popular stuff out there. You, you see the tech stuff is down equally about 15% over the last two months. So are we getting into bearish ter- territory? Would you think?
1: I'd say that there's definitely bears in our, in our area.
0: <laughs> I, bears beat Battlestar. <laughs> exactly.
1: I feel that bears are looming. All right. So the second
0: point here in the determining if we're in a bear market is investors often feel panic and pessimistic. Let me ask you guys another question. Did you know there's such thing as a fear and greed index?
1: I did not know that, Russ. I
0: did not either. I didn't either until I started searching for (laughs) trying to determine what the overall sentiment of the investors were out there in the world, right? As, As it relates to the stock markets. And it measures a, a lot of different things. I just went through it and, and got stuff. You can go to CNN.com forward slash markets forward slash fear and greed. If you want to go search this on your own, here's just three of the, the, the seven indicators that they had. So market momentum, extreme fear That's what it says, Ooh. stock price strength, fear, safe haven demand. So this would be where people are actually searching for going into what they would deem safer assets, treasuries, bonds, extreme greed. <laughs> so where people are actually trying to flee the market, right? So in that safe haven demand, they're in a greedy, extremely greedy sense. They're, they're, they're fleeing toward that. So, they, so from that perspective, do you feel like we're in a bear market?
1: Well, uh, here's what I'd say. I want to hear from the coaches because you guys are the ones talking to people coming into our community, getting uh, like this idea that maybe there is something different that I should be considering. Um, Russ, I would say you and I talked to everybody in our passive income mastermind. What's the constant concern that we're hearing from guys and gals at that level? Financial insecurity, right? That's a big driver for people that want to be a part of our passive income mastermind. They, why do they want the passive income? It's either because they want to continue to grow and um, you know have a legacy that outlives them, and they want the to be around other investors at a higher level, or they just need something to start offsetting the potential risk inherent in their business or other things, right? They want control. So, Ern, what is the
0: sentiment? So, as we go into what, what are investors, what's the overall investor sentiment? As you talk to people right now, what are you hearing from people when you're on those calls with them, coming in, looking for wealth without Wall Street? What are some of the things they're telling
2: you? The conversations that I have, which has been a small handful as it relates specifically to the sentiment um, of the stock market how how their stuff is doing is um sick and tired they're down and they want out that's yeah. that's what we're, that's the conversations that i've been having
0: would that fall in the the panic and pessimistic stage or i'm gonna go with pessimistic <laughs>
3: <Okay>. capital <laughs> p
2: all
0: right how, how about you mark what's the overall sentiment you're getting
3: i want out and i won out yesterday
2: Hmm. Okay. Kelly says she wants more control. Yeah. That makes sense to me.
3: All
0: right. So the the third the third characteristic of a bear market is that oftentimes the general economy of a country where the economic outlook isn't good. Now, I I just went and just pulled one of the top things, New York Times article, and it starts telling me about the world economy and talking about a period of intense, intense uncertainty. As a pandemic and the fallout from Russia's war in the Ukraine are fueling both inflation and already a fragile global recovery. They're predicting that our economy is going to slow down to 3.6% from last year's 6.1%. Think about that, Stallion.
1: That that can't be good. That sounds like almost half.
2: (laughs) Man, this guy. I'm I'm
1: not good with the maths,
2: but that does seem less sounds like we're coming out of a winter of death, certain death into a summer of extreme sadness.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, th- it, this isn't supposed to be a happy show. I mean, but man, this is not sounding good initially. Right. So I just like, I just want to throw out there, give you some context right now. Here, here's what we cannot do is give financial advice. Why can we not give financial advice, Joey? Cause we're not
1: financial advisors.
0: That's one reason. What is another reason why we can't get financial advice? Because early?
1: financial advice is garbage. Why? Because it's only told from the perspective of the person giving it. it. Exactly. So one,
0: all financial advice, as you say, is garbage should be treated as such because it only can come from the perspective. So I, I own zero stocks. I have no money in the stock market. So I'm obviously going to be very biased. So disclaimer there, if you're 100% in the stock market and you're listening to this and you want to go like research how much does Russ invest in the stock market? The answer is zero. So you can immediately just discount everything I say from this point forward, or you can listen from a counterpoint of view just to see, well, why do I have that perspective? And I think that each one of you probably have your own uh, perspective. Earn, how much money do you have invested in the stock market?
2: I have zero dollars in the stock market.
0: Mark, zero.
1: Joe, also another zero.
0: Okay, all right, so that, that's going to you know, just give context, right? So one, we are not financial advisors will not give you financial advice over a podcast. All podcasts that get financial advice uh, immediately should be discounted because it can only be given from the perspective of the person who's given it. And secondly, without your information, it probably is not applicable. And that goes to all financial gurus if their first name begins with D less one. And the last name ends in Y. I just read this comment. It was so drawing joy. I wanted to share it. I realized that my time is not really mine. It's my company's. Now I have to stop negotiating
1: my time for money and I need to start working to become financially free. That's exactly how I felt when my daughter Adler asked me on the way to school, dad, can you pick me up from school today? And I had to say, no, baby, I have to go to work. That's where I drew the line. In order
0: for you to be clear on the things you need to do and stop doing and to know who you need to become so that you can stop trading time for money, join us right now at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash passport. Now let's get back to this episode. All right. From D to Y, what are the main points we want to cover today? So I think there's a couple of things. One is the market really crashing and we kind of talked a little bit about that there, is the market actually the best place for me to be investing, regardless of its crashing? And thirdly, where are others having success? So I, if we can cover those three things, do you think it'd be a good podcast, show?
1: I think it'd be a great podcast.
0: All right, so is the market really crashing? I, I just gave you the three characteristics of a bear market. I we're not at 20% down. So that was one, Um, you know, and if I was the guy writing that article or writing that characteristics and I was a, paid off the stock market, I would, would be re up in that number every time. Cause I had heard any, any number over 10%, but my guess is somebody, you know, just went in there and made a little correction, made it 20%. I don't know. <laughs> um, so it's debatable. Is the market really crashing depending on when you're listening to this podcast, it could be way up, right? You can be like, you guys are morons. What are you talking about? I mean, I, I Joey, I, I remember like Six or seven years ago, I wrote an article, and I posted it out there on on the social uh, internets, right? The medias, <laughs> the, wow, the, man. the the feeds, the interwebs, the, tw- the tweet to my face, right? All of those places. I put Good it out Facebook. there. Yeah, and and I, I talked to her, talked about why my ten year old was smarter than you when it came to the stock market because I was teaching her the game cash flow, and in the game cash flow, it, it was asked the question when there's an opportunity to buy a stock. What would you want to evaluate Joey? What were some of the key things that you need to evaluate if you're going to purchase a stock when playing cash flow?
1: What's the last 52 weeks kind of range it was right? trading in
0: and, and what the price was currently, right? So right. It, whenever she would get an opportunity to buy a stock and she knew that it was only only time she would ever buy it in the game cash flow because the name of the game is cash flow and stocks don't provide that was if there was she could buy it at an extreme discount, right? With the opportunity to purchase it and sell it down the road for a big windfall. And let's just say the 52 week range was anywhere between 900 and a thousand. And currently the stock is selling at 1200. My daughter would be like, yeah, that's stupid. I wouldn't buy it. And I'm like, yes, you're smart, but everyone else is stupid because they are buying it in that range, right? If you look at the stock market today, Mark, do you know what the current price to earnings ratio is?
3: No, I don't, I don't look at that stuff.
0: <laughs> I don't either, but I got to Google before that. I do podcasts just so I can research, right? <laughs> and, and it tells me the current PE ratio of the stock market right now is 34.1. Now, to give you context, that means nothing to 99% of the population out there. I got into the investment world, Joey, in 2004. I knew less about the stock market than everyone else possible. And I just remember sitting down with one of the guys in my firm, been in the business 20-something years, and I'm saying, teach me everything you can. And I remember I was going through this part on him teaching me the PE ratios of stock. and what's that actually mean. And I said, well, give me some context, like what is it today and what is it historically? He said, today it's 16, right? So for, for every dollar of earnings, someone would be willing to pay up to $16, right? And so I was like, oh, that's cool. I don't know what that means, but all right, sounds good. And I was like, well, what has it been historically? He said, between 15 and 16. I was like, oh, so we're pretty much right there on the norm. So today, the P-E ratio of the stock market is almost twice its historical norm. What does that tell you about it? Is it undervalued or overvalued?
1: Way overpriced.
0: Way overpriced. Well, what are things that would make it way overpriced, guys? Inflation. Inflation. Well, But what is inflation? Too many dollars chasing too few products. And where did those dollars come from? Government. Right? Inflation, the true definition of inflation is just an increase in the money supply. Have we seen an increase in the money supply over the last
2: three to five years? Mm Mm-hmm. That's that's an easy one.
3: I believe it's 40% of all dollars have been uh, created in the last, uh, what is it, 12 to 36 months?
0: There you go. Right? So now all those extra dollars had to go somewhere. Where did they go? They went into the market, right? They started buying things. And Robert Kiyosaki would say they're uh, the B quadrant, Joey. The, that, the business owner. yeah, The business owner. Business owner of what type of company? Isn't it 500 or more employees? 500 employees or more, right? He would also call those people insiders. People that are investing in that world, the stock market would be insiders. Do you know what outsiders are?
1: Everybody else.
0: The people on the left side of the, the cash flow quadrant. The E... In the S-quadrant people, right? The people who have no internal knowledge of what's actually happening in those businesses. And those people are the, are the ones typically investing in the market with no inside knowledge of what's really happening. So we watch the Warren Buffetts of the world and we go, well, man, he's one of the best investors ever. I should follow his logic. The problem is they don't realize he's an insider, right? He understands the companies that he's purchasing. How much insight does the average investor have into the investments that they're making on wall street?
1: I don't know that they know the names of the companies because they're so deep into the mutual funds that they're investing in.
0: hundred uh, percent. I, I think this is one of those conversations though. So that, so the question I have now, as I dig through that, just give you some context, is the market really crashing? I don't know. Uh, I can just look at those sentiments and I can also say, is it overpriced? The historical data tells me it is. But the real question is, Mark, I'll come to you with this first, is the, is the market actually the best place for me to be investing regardless of if, if it's crashing or not?
3: Depends. It depends on who you are and depends on what you want. If you okay. want the financial easy button and you don't want to think about anything, you just want to you know, show up, punch your time card, do your thing, go home. Watch, uh, keeping up with the Kardashians, uh, Survivor, whatever is on television. I don't, I don't actually have television anymore. Um, and and go down that road and not put the time into actually researching and whatnot. Well, then you're probably in the boat that that needs to set sail with the SS 401k um, and just hope that you make it. Um, But for the majority of the people that we speak to, the people we encounter, the people that are actually wanting to take control because they have a different destination in mind, they clearly recognize, wait a minute, if I put my resource into this system where I have very little control and an extremely high amount of risk, I have an extremely limited amount of access to then go do the things I want to do today. And so those are the types of conversations that we have. And those are the types of people that, that that we interact with who want something different, who are looking for a different way to make it to the finish line. And actually, you know what? Not even just make it to the finish line, but actually have fun along the way. I don't wanna wait till I'm 59 and a half, which by the way, um, I don't know if you guys have read, but there is now another push to change the definition of when the actual retirement age is for social security and they want to push it up another couple of years to keep it afloat. So if that happens, do you think it's too far-fetched to think that the 59 and a half will change as well? And so I want access to my money today. I want to be able to leverage it, get out and do things, create cash flow today um, and not um, hope and pray that it's going to be there in. What is the math? Hold on. Let me get my abacus to find out what that would be based on my age.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly. Can I jump in there for a second, Russ? Um, The best, your question is, is the market actually the best place to be investing regardless of it crashing? And to me, this is Wall Street speak, right? It's dollar cost averaging, right? Right. Oh, you're young. You need to keep putting money in because you're gonna be able to buy it at a discount right now, right? It would be dumb for you to stop. And you know, you've taken that loss. Keep pumping more money in because it's going to take care of itself. When it comes out on the other side, it's all gonna average up higher and you're gonna, you're gonna benefit from that. You get to buy it on sell, right? Like whenever yeah. things are crashing, you get to.
0: More of your dollars are buying more shares today than they were a year ago. You'd be a moron not to take advantage of it.
1: But I'm going to point out something you told me um, that I actually share in our IBC webinar is about how I started seeing all of the different things I was putting money in before I understood infinite banking as all these compartments, right? And my 401k and IRA and those type of things were all these separate compartments And I was buying into that idea that, oh, I'm young and I can do this. But the the problem was, is it wasn't getting me, as Mark said, to the proper destination. The destination I had in mind was shorter term financial freedom. And that thing cannot come whenever you're constantly looking at that retirement or investing bucket as this FOMO opportunity, Right. I don't wanna miss out on dollar cost averaging. So I need to keep pumping money in when it's taking this crash. But I also don't know, I don't wanna take money out at the top. Like that's just, I'm missing out on the opportunity. When do you actually ever stop with the speculation and turn it into a cash flow? It just doesn't happen until you're that person that's essentially having to be retired Right. Like physically, they're not able to do the work at the same level. And they say, I'm by the way, I'm tired of doing this terrible job. I was stuck in for these years anyway. And then what is your life like at that point? And I bring it back to the story of the older couple I met at the beach. And she told me she looked at me and she looked at my shirt It said, well, to that Wall Street. I told her about what we do. And she said, well, I hope I hope uh, all this stuff that I've done. I hope it's enough. And I I asked her, I said, what are you talking about? She said, I've been putting money away for all these years and we just retired. And I just, I hope it, I hope it lasts. So she's not living any more abundantly than she did before, other than she doesn't have to clock in and clock out of a job every day. And And that's just no place to be.
0: Well, there's an older guy that works out in the gym I'm in and he comes to me the other day and he says, Hey, is it? possible. I know that you don't really meet with people one-on-one, but is it possible that you could jump on a call with me and my brother? Like we, we are really kind of super nervous about where the market is. And by the way, this guy's in his seventies and his, I'm assuming his brother is probably similar in age and we're super scared about where the market is. And I just want to hear about what other people in your community are doing since you're a wealth without Wall Street. like he has a shirt like he takes bit like every once a while like we'll be wearing the same t-shirt right he'll wear one on what's Wall Wall Street. so it would'll take shirts and it's fun to see him doing that. but he is finally starting to to bear on, on his mind that man, I, I've spent all this time and money to get this big pot of money, right? And as you say, Joey, that it's a hope strategy, but there's really no hope at all. And they're getting concerned because the confidence level in the market is definitely turning pessimistic. So Earn, what do you think though? What is what is the best place for, for someone to invest regardless if the stock market is crashing or not? Is it the best place for them?
2: Yeah, well, just a, a quick roundabout. I mean, if somebody is in their seventies and is is feeling that way, I think you can learn from that story. I would probably think most people listening if you're listening to this right now, you're probably not in your 70s. Now, if you are 70 plus, just props to you for knowing what a podcast is. <laughs> but for everybody else is probably on the way to 70 and might be in this accumulation mode. And just think, if, if you're feeling panicked, if you're feeling pessimistic, think about this guy in his 70s, having he's now bearing the result uh, of this. And guess what? It's the same, it's the same feeling it's panic it's pessimism and so rest your question is what's the best place to invest is in a place where you mitigate panic and where you where you maximize optimism and i think that starts with you mm. your your ability to understand the factors in the market or in a specific asset class or in a business something that you can turn revenue in and invest wholeheartedly in yourself and your own ability to interpret your ability to run a business and invest in your business. It's fun for me talking to business owners. Like I was on a call yesterday, sitting right there in in Joey's office, love it when we get together, with an optometrist. And he's he's turning the point where he's hiring multiple doctors in and he's taking himself out. <laughs> That's awesome. He's starting to get to a, to the point where he's bearing the fruit of his own business. And that's going to create a much different financial result than that 70-year-old Russ. That'd be my thought. So where are people having success? You you just kind of
0: started to lose this. I, I think it's a good bridge, right? And to the third point is where are people having success? Mark, you're, you're having conversations with people constantly. Sometimes this is the this is the first podcast that they've ever heard us, right? So they haven't listened to all the different things. They haven't heard us talk about g- going through our process of the passport where you get this goal and you understand truly what you want. And then the second step in that process, the, the P, which is developing a pathway so that you know exactly who you are as an investor and matching that up and then getting your cash in the most safest place possible with the most opportunity for you to then start investing in yourself, going through the hierarchy of wealth earned that you do so well talking about that. People may be coming to this podcast for the very first time and any idea is new to them. So clearly we can't say any of these ideas should be a fit for you, but just so that you can hear what other people are doing, I think it's important for us to share ideas with that disclaimer is don't take this as this is gonna work for you kind of concept. So where are people having success more?
3: Where are people not having success? I So I, I've got clients who, who do land flipping, who have found remarkable success in that. Actually, one of our community members just last week was able to share with us that she took a single sale and parlayed it into a double sale and 2x her uh, profit from that just in, by having one additional reach out with the client. So, wow. I mean, how awesome is that to go from from thinking you're gonna get one to knowing now you've got double it. So land is doing great. We've got other people that are doing short-term rentals that are just, you know, having phenomenal success. Uh, I, I think given people's uh, concerns about proximity to others, you know, germs and and such that short-term rentals are actually working out a lot better than hotels because now you get to have the whole family together in your own ecosystem. Uh, you have your own place, your own kitchen, your own living room, dining, everything. And so we're seeing great success from that. And then what that's actually leading to is these people are recognizing, hey, I had a founda- I had a plan. So we had a goal. We had a plan. We set a foundation. I've now moved into my passive income arena, be it uh, land or short-term rentals in my two examples here right now. And now they're coming back because they're saying, look, with the success I'm having, I'm getting more creative on how I can put even more into that foundational cash flow piece, what does that look like for for me right now? And so we're having those discussions, which um, those are the ones that are like super fun for me because now we're seeing, like like Ernie said, the fruit of the labor is coming back. And now we can actually pull off a little bit and replant and get ready to harvest again. What about you, Stalia? Where are you seeing people have successes?
1: I'm going to take this a little bit of a different, a different direction. I'm happy for y'all to come back to it. But as you're listening to us, and if you've listened to us for any number of months or years, even the ideas that we share, if you're invested in the market, the ideas that we share seem outlandish to you. They seem like that only crazy people would go and buy raw land and flip it for, you know, monthly payments or go and rent an, an apartment. And then put it on a short-term rental basis. Like that. just, that's just seemed so foreign. And the reason I'm saying this, is because I was there, right here, I was sitting on hundreds of thousands of dollars in a 401k, like many of you are right now. And people would tell me deals that they're working on. And I was like, that sounds interesting, but it's not for me. Why? Why did I think that? Because I didn't have money, at least in my brain, that I could invest. It was in this very limited little box in my 401k that I could choose from a, um, a number of reports that said, hey, last year, this fund did this much in return. And the year before it did this much in return, I guess I'll go with the big number. Literally, that was the extent of my investing ability and knowledge. And what I'm trying to tell you right now is what Ernie said is so insightful. Invest in yourself, right? That is what is working right now because none of the things that we talk about is possible if you choose the easy button and you don't invest in yourself. So I would say start there. And by the way, this community, it may not be the right fit for you. Get somewhere else. Get somewhere where people are investing in themselves and learning what opportunities look like and becoming the kind of investor. Now, if you're at the level of an accredited investor, you need to join us in our passive income mastermind, right? Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash club 200 and apply to see if you're a fit for us. If you're not an accredited investor, you need to be right here in this inner circle, right? Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash free call and join us because every single week you're getting the collective knowledge of the people who are taking steps that maybe you're not ready to take yet and you're learning from them one one to many. And this is this is the kind of place that you need to invest in yourself. That's my take on it, Rose.
0: Right Ern, what, what else would you add to this conversation as it relates to where are you seeing others having success? I know a second ago you mentioned you know, like the optometrist who are, was investing in his business, investing in a system to where others are starting to to create income that he doesn't have to be active and involved in.
2: Any other areas that you could share that you're seeing with uh, people having wins in? Yeah, two two things as I'm hearing this to add to the conversation, Joey. To your point in our community, one of the exciting things to me and for me is every single year in this community our members are getting access to more and more cash. How is that? Every single year, we make more deposits, more premiums into our infinite banking system, and there is a guaranteed increase of cash value. (laughs) We've got more access to cash, more cash, more opportunity. that That is a direct correlation. It is never opposite. Never. The second thing Uh, we we haven't mentioned, but also pertaining to access to cash. How many times have we heard in our community refinance? Mm. The real estate market has created immense opportunity. And and now with interest rates going up, just look back over the past two two years, really. How many times have we heard of, of folks refinancing their primary residences, their investment homes, multifamily properties and getting the equity out, dry powder to now go, there's nothing wrong with buying when things are on sale. right? We kind of talked about that maybe as a negative a few minutes ago, but there's so much opportunity to that. And that really is low level hierarchy of wealth things, cash value, cash flow, access to cash, investing in yourself so that you can take advantage of these opportunities. And that's not the main street route. That's not the Wall Street route. The things that aren't Wall Street is what's working right now.
0: Man, I, I love this. Robert Kiyosaki has so many sayings that I share, but one of the ones that I love is the fact that he talks about most people see a coin, right? Like a quarter, or whatever, as only having two sides. He says, really, though, it has three sides. It's got heads, tails, and the edge, and too often times, whether it's politics or finance, people only believe that there's two sides. And he says where winners are is they stand on the edge and they evaluate both sides. So if you're someone who has a hundred percent of your money inside the market, then flipping and going a hundred percent the opposite way as the four of us have already shared that we have zero money in the market probably is way too far fetched. That's, that's not a reality. But maybe you can stand on the edge. Maybe you can look and follow some of the principles of which Ernie says, do I have money within my control? Do I have the ability to take advantage of opportunities like you mentioned, Mark, that would give me maybe ways to create cash flow to to do that in a time frame that I don't have to wait until some magical number in the future, right? So as we shared this topic today, regardless of where we are, right? because you could be listening to this and the market could be up 40%. The point is always the same. I think the message is still the same is what are you doing and do you have control? And does it really match up with what you want? And if not take advantage of any of these uh, links that we've shared, get on a call with one of these coaches, talk about your own situation. While they can't give you financial advice, what they can do is listen to your scenario and point you toward tools that others, hundreds of others, if not thousands of others have, taking advantage of this community. Because we said there was three pieces to creating financial freedom. One is having a goal. Two is having a plan. And what we didn't really talk about is three is having support. And we've built over 5,000 members inside of our community that have, have done that and are doing that right now. So if you're not part of a team, if you're not being supported by other people that have the same vision that you have to become financially free, take advantage of and join in our community. So as always, we appreciate you listening, whether this is your first time or your 100th time. We're grateful for you. Take time to rate, review our show, share it with somebody so they can hear it as well. Have an
2: amazing day. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.